really would let me kill you, wouldn't you, you sick fuck? You ever heard of the Masada? For two years, 900 Jews held their own against 15,000 Roman soldiers. They chose death before enslavement. And the Romans, where are they now? You're looking at them, asshole. Okay. Right, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. We're back. Smooth. Very smooth. Good, good smooth. Well, that's what I'm like. Um, if you ever listen to um, my podcast, maybe I'll get it out today. Um, no sure. waffling. It's smooth, velvety voice. Clarity yeah. is what I'm known for. Episode three, season one, The Sopranos. Dan? What do you think? Yes, yes, that, that is the one we watched. <laughs> Sorry, I hope so. I was just, <laughs> Are you I was just looking. No, I was just looking over my. Well, I remember when we first started going. I uh, I said like, hey, how many in are you? And I think you said like one or two. And I uh, I think I got to about episode four or five, and I found this isn't the best way to do it because I'm getting distracted with which episode am I talking about, right? Because it has many different storylines that carry on. So I've tried to get down to watching it once clean and then watching it again where I'm taking notes instead of having to pause it in case I miss something while I jot things down. So we are on episode three titled Denial, Anger, and Acceptance, which debuted uh, January 24th, 1999. Yes. I was, um, These are facts. These are facts. This is, yeah, well, I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, actually, that, yeah, you bring up, obviously, the fact that we've, we're trying to watch one by one and not get too ahead of ourselves. But And I think in some ways that's that, that's what we need to do to make sure that we're not sort of going, but, but hang on, what happens in episode seven compared to what happens now? Oh, big reveal. But I, I feel like um, I haven't listened back to episode two yet, but I feel like I, I keep finding myself going, well, I'll be interested to see how the character develops. Be interesting to see how we get along with this character. Yeah, so for there's example, a lot of that. Yeah, there's loads of that. I don't know how to end my, my, my point. I'm like, well, um, well, we'll see how this goes. Well, interesting. Like Brendan, for example. I'm sure episode two I'd have been like, be interested to see how Brendan gets on, where he goes, how his character develops. Oh, all oh, right, okay. Now, oh, that's, that's spoilers. So, um, I'm, uh... Yeah, I'm going to try and avoid the uh, the extra tact on bit at the end of me going, well, I'll be interested to see what happens to Tony. Very interesting. Brendan, oh. Christopher, he needs to develop. That'd be interesting. Just to let everyone know, I haven't seen a, beyond this episode. Just to be clear, so, yeah. For um, those yeah. who maybe are, are listening to this out of out of sequence, uh, the little catch here is as we, Ben and I, uh, we, we, I guess we would call ourselves Twitter acquaintances. I mean, as far as going uh, and tagging ourselves as Twitter friends, like, I don't know. I'm not there yet, but. We uh, we found out that you had never seen The Sopranos from start to finish, only the first season. And then out of that discussion, we've decided to watch it uh, for the first time for you, second time for me. And here we are on episode three. Are you, are you ready for a synopsis? Yeah, hit me. The synopsis reads, as per IMDb, Tony encourages an unwanted son-in-law to divorce. Carmela learns another secret of Tony's, while Meadow experiments with speed to study for the SATs, and Chris and Brendan find out the price of disrespecting Junior. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sounds I mean, good. That's, 
I mean, we could pretty much wrap up here. I mean, that yeah. covers the show it enough. What's that to say? Yeah, it's, that's that's that done. Interesting that they, they said speed made the made it made the uh, the drugs clear because they sort yes. of kept everything everything else sort of well. Meadow does this, and Carmella finds out something about Tony. No, no, uh, Meadows was 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 taking speed. That's that's let's just be clear what she was taking. So, yeah. Um, well, just to um, spoiler, but really good episode. Yeah, enjoyed it very much. After we got past those first two, where they were set up episodes, introducing you to the characters, and then sort of getting things rolling, it felt like maybe this was the first episode where we really kind of got into some, you know, meat of the story, as it were. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're getting the um, well, see, the characters are developing more. You see, so that's that's good for me. I'm getting an understanding of where the characters are heading and where we're going, but the. Again, the power, the, the, the shifts in power was, was sort of going all over the place, wasn't it, as well? And what I, what I found most, in, well, maybe not most interesting, but one of the most interesting parts was we see Livia for a couple of minutes, don't we? Very briefly, when June... Yeah, right goes, at the end, almost. Yes, yeah, when, when June goes to visit her and stuff. And you can see that she still, she saw the power. She saw the, the voice behind all this. Because effectively, June, June goes off and does what he does because Livia sort of just gives the, gives the go-ahead. And it's just interesting that it was nice to see her, but just very briefly, because I feel like the first two episodes, even though she's great, which is, you know, we've said about how fun she is. It was nice just to see her just for a couple of minutes, basically give the go ahead for an execution and then just go and then that's it and just leave again. It was, I like that. I liked how she just popped in, popped out. Yeah, it was, it was interesting because I remember we were discussing it, I think in the first episode when she was sitting uh, in the car with Junior on the way to Anthony Junior's birthday party and you could see Junior was feeling her out. It's like, ah, there's we got to do something about this this son of yours. And she didn't have much of a reaction. So you're like, why is he asking her? Is this something like? Does she have pull here? And then in this episode, clearly it seems as though she does. Yeah, that, I think this episode also shows why June is is always a bit like his position's never going to change. He's always struggled for not acceptance as such but he's had this issue with power and I think just because of, of how he conducts himself I think in this episode in particular it just shows that there's a reason why Tony's potentially being pushed now especially now Jackie's died Tony's always the one other than the fact that he's, his dad was Jackie doesn't officially die in this episode does he? does um, he officially die in this episode? I don't we don't I don't think he we confirm he's dead but I think I think at the end well, when it's Tony's it's not long for the world yeah when Tony's gone back to speak to Melfi I think he's he's in. I don't know if he's in distress just because of the, of how how Jackie was because he was he was looking very ill or he'd actually he died just very recently. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what happens in the next episode in terms of if we get a funeral or Jackie's still going or not. But um, yeah, I guess we should. Well, n- not really much to say about Jackie, is there? As such, we don't really. He seems like quite, he seems like he could have been quite a good good character. Quite interesting. He's, I think he's done quite he well, seems, but he's he's not in it. He's just in it briefly, and then obviously now he's potentially gone. So, like, I think his character is just sort of a vehicle for, you know, potential power struggle, right? Because he's clearly the guy in charge, and maybe even a peacekeeper, and he's on his he's on his way out, right? It's it's stated obviously that the cancer he has, it doesn't look like he's going to be able to make a recovery from it. And then maybe once he, he's gone, you'll start seeing a scramble for who gets that top spot. 
But, I mean, the episode starts off with kind of finishing off the story from episode two where Christopher and Brendan steal a second truck and they are returning it. And I thought it was kind of, I was kind of stupid, right? If they're going to return it, just return it and leave. But Christopher has got to do that. You know, here you go. It's a, it's a gift from Tony Soprano. And you're like, why would you throw his name out there? Like even before it plays out with the next scene where you see Junior and Mikey, his driver, sitting in the restaurant sort of discussing what's going on, you can see that Junior's pissed off because the owner of that trucking company says, oh, you know, give my thanks to, to Tony. And that sets him off, right? He's like, what are you talking about? Like I'm the guy that got it back, right? Because of this bullshit with Christopher. So like, what'd you think about that, right? That, that, that opening scene. Yeah, it's just more the same, isn't it, for those two clowns, Brendan, Christopher, doing the same stuff. It's interesting because I think I don't think um, Christopher would have said would have mentioned Tony Soprano's name because it, it, he want you know that sort of gives him clout, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm I'm with Tony Soprano. Take that, you know, we're giving you this back. You're welcome. But then it, they've taken that as oh oh okay right fine Tony Soprano's been mentioned because of who he is. It's not. Like the the company have gone like oh well we need to we need to you know word a very strongly worded letter to Tony Soprano to let him know we're not very happy about what's happened. They've gone oh okay <laughs> thank you Tony. That's then fed yeah. down to Junior who's gone like what what's this shit? I can't. They're thanking Tony like he, his crew were the people who stole the van and the, the truck in the first place. How's this happened? Yeah. So um, it's interesting how how the name of Tony's been used in different ways by Christopher and then by the the truckers who've gone like oh Christ okay thank you Tony big respect. Um, but no, just more of the same, isn't it, from Christopher and Brendan, really? Um, yeah, that 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 uh, I, I remember just thinking, yeah, you're 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 still trying to flex, like you said, you know, tossing his name around, power through association, but it doesn't, it you know, it doesn't play out well. But uh, we, uh, I like, I don't know, I, I I I do you think the heart of the show is all the interaction that he has? With Doctor Melfi, yeah, I, I think it's that's where we get the rundown, don't we? As like as viewers and as Tony, something happens, an event happens, or he does something, and then he either he's either in it or he hears about it, and then goes to Melfi and goes, right, basically, what do you think of this? This has happened. Yeah, he's never. It depends what what happens within you know if someone's killed or someone's been beaten up or wh- however what whatever's happened, he has to then change the narrative slightly and go. Well, you know, just went out and did this, went out for coffee or did that, and you know, just had a bit of a disagreement, and now we're working through it. And obviously, she's like, she knows what's going on. She knows she doesn't know the ins and outs, but she's aware of that when he when he's talking about coffee and doing this with someone, we have a disagreement. That means someone's been beaten up or potentially killed. So he always needs. I don't know if he needs. He needs sort of Melfi to kind of give give him the go ahead and say, well, it's okay, but let's work through why this has made you feel how it's made you feel and. Why do you think you've done that? I think it's just it's just a dump, isn't it? I think he, he he's now finding himself that whenever something goes wrong or stress happens in his life, he needs that that dump because he's he stormed out a couple of times, doesn't he? I think he storms out again in this episode when they talk when yeah, they start talking about the painting, you. yeah, and he goes, "Oh, that fuck yeah. this." But then you you know you know that's not the end of it. You know when something bad happens or he gets stressed or whatever, he'll be back in there again, and they just sort of forget about what happened. Which maybe that's just a thing, you know. I don't know if that's quite a common thing for people to go to therapy and then, and there's you know tensions are high and they start talking about subjects and topics that are quite make the person who's speaking to the therapist quite you know 
unsettled and they just storm out and go, well, that's it, I've had enough. But nine times out of 10, I imagine they maybe come back again and go, right, this has happened, need to discuss it. I was going to ask you if we should uh, keep like a, a storm uh, a storm out count. Like this is uh, number two in yeah. episode three. And he, uh, he, I, I, he just, uh, he seems like he's someone that is really struggling to, you know, tap into what he's feeling. Because like you said, with the, with the, the picture and that's the second second time he sat down in the waiting room the first one was the sort of the statue of the the female figure and you pointed out how you thought that was you know sort of foreshadowing his future struggles with his mother his wife and i guess even melfi herself and then this one it's the barn the barn kind of sets him off and he's like why do you put those you know those those freudian what, what do you call it uh, it's one of them uh horseshack it's one of them horseshack yeah, paintings. This whole like psychological like, warfare. I know what's going on. Yeah. Before I even get into the room, you're, you're trying to get into my head. I know what you're doing. He doesn't really. I, does he? Does Tony ever make clear what he thinks that painting represents? Other than he, he thinks think, that it's it's something to do to get him before he even you know she's got getting an upper hand before he even walks in. Yeah, I think he he mentions that like you know why do you put that painting out there that sad barn with the empty looking you know entrance and she's like well why do you see that and he's like no 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 you're not gonna trick me with these these things to get me thinking before i walk in there so um yeah i thought that was uh i thought that was interesting how she just tries to get him to to open up but yet they've got that barrier of him not being able to completely open up because he can't divulge exactly what's going on in his head. You, you like, do you know what I'm saying with the line of work that he's in and the potential life-altering decisions he has to make? So it's it's just a very interesting dance that those two go through. Yeah, I like I like the whole tree and, and the fact that it's a rotten tree and it's 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 been hollowed out. And I don't know if Tony's looked at that and it's it's yeah it's sad and depressing. But this whole concept of the tree and hot and you know he's Tony himself is hollow. There's nothing going on inside, and he's, and he's not he's not stupid. Like he, you know, he thinks he's a lot maybe smarter than he is, but he you know he tries to, he makes clear to everyone he speaks to, especially Doctor Melford, that he's he's aware of what's going on. He's the one in charge of this. He knows what she's doing. But um, I don't know if this whole rotten tree analogy with him being hollow and he, and he sometimes just sort of sits back and reflects and goes, you know what, what's happening in my life actually? What am I doing? Um, is this is this yeah. rewarding? Is my family rewarding enough? What's happening here with my, with my business, with everything else, friendships? Um, yeah, no, I think it was a good, a good start, and it's um, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things, as you said, where she just sort of says, "Well, it's just it's just a painting." Clearly, you're seeing something that I'm not. Oh well, no uh, warfare. I'm I'm leaving. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you know, like the, the title of this episode with denial, anger, and acceptance. He almost goes through those three uh stages in the episode right and a lot of it i saw was tied to uh, him dealing with jackie's potential you know most likely death that's going to come pretty quick you know he's like ah, nah, he's fine this is the toughest guy i know he'll you know he'll scare the cancer out of him and when they're sitting with him in the hospital he looks she looks fine right looks like he's just been you know recovering from you know, maybe surgery or something, but uh, that quickly changes. Like, it almost goes from, you know, the scene where they're hanging out and then 
Tony brings in the stripper. And then the next time we see him, he looks like he's aged 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's, 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 that's the, well, it's not even, I guess for Tony, it's the, the whole denial stuff. It's not, you can't blame him for that. Cause as you said, it's, it's quite, it's, it's the shift, isn't it as well? It's not that he's just sitting there and for, for weeks and months on end, he, he looks like he's half dead and he's, he's, he's any day he could go other than him being in hospital. He's, he's pretty lively. He's, he's, you know, he's communicating. He's, he's reasonably positive. Um, What's the uh, so when he when they all come in and speak to him and stuff and can give him some gifts and they have a chat he's you know he's he's quite he's he's jovial isn't he he's, he's lively and he, he obviously he gets some energy from when all the guys come in and they start chatting, um, and I guess that's when the the denial and the anger sort of merge into one because up to this point I don't think I think maybe it's it's hit, harder hitting than it, it could be for someone because Tony is is in such denial, it's not just that look he's he's looking well today but. We all know where this is heading, unfortunately. It's like, no, he's looking really great. He was talking. I brought him a stripper. We had a really had a good time. You know, I feel like he could we could be good to go here. It's it's not even the fact that of he knows what's gonna happen. He he I'm assuming by the fact of, of how much denial he has, he thinks that it's just gonna sort of like like most things in Tony's life, it will just it will just sort of be dealt with. Something will, someone yeah. will step in, or, or it will just be pushed to the side, and we're all just get on with our lives, and everything will be okay. But, but no, no, this is not one, unfortunately, Tony. And I don't he almost think. takes a uh, a naive approach to it, you know. Like he goes in, he sees him, he seems fine. They next time he's with Melfi is uh, after he brings him the stripper, and he starts asking her about, you know, you're a doctor, like what do you think his chances are? And when he starts, you know, explaining exactly what the diagnosis is, she's like, well, she almost skirts around. It's like, well, you know, I can't really tell because I'm not there. And then he gets upset at her because she's maybe telling him something he doesn't want to hear. He is quite childlike, you know? isn't he, Tony? I think, especially when he goes into these, into the um, sessions with with Melfi. I think, I think that's maybe, I don't know if that's part of their relationship, but he is very much childlike he says something he maybe skirts around what's really going on because he doesn't want to put himself in it which is fine but whenever dr melvy has a has an answer or a suggestion sometimes he listens but well again that works both ways and he listens to what she says a lot of the time and says yeah oh, that's a good idea i'll take that on board or if he doesn't quite hear what he wants to hear he starts having like a sort of a tantrum and storms out or just starts mm-hmm. shouting and swearing so it works both ways he's always looking for that advice and that that thing to do he's like look i don't uh, what do I do? Oh, maybe try this. Oh, yeah, very good. As like a child, where a child's looking for guidance and like, well, what do I do? I don't know what I'm doing here. Oh, okay, I'll try yeah. that. And also, if they don't, they don't get their way, oh, that's it. I'm leaving. I'm never coming back. So it's um, yeah, it's sort of like a. I wouldn't go as far as let's say like it's a, it's a, a motherly figure, but it's just he 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 very much just devolves when he goes into those those therapy sessions. But then maybe that's just sort of him day to day. He is quite childlike in and around his friends, his family. He's not, he's not, he, he feel, he wants to be taken seriously, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not fully on board. Whenever I see him speak, I'm not like, oh, this guy, this guy's powerful. I'm just like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's what I thought would just look at him more as just like he's, yeah, he shouts and he can have his moments where he's quite tough. And you're like, oh, okay, now he's, now he's meaning business, but I'm not, I'm not that intimidated, but I'm not going like, oh, this guy, this guy's serious. I'm always just like, yeah. 
when's his next kind of breakdown or when's his next sort of like misstep even though sometimes it's not his fault it's the people he's dealing with but um no i wouldn't yeah i'm not really i don't really feel like i'm taking him super seriously as such not at the moment anyway i I always find that uh one of the strengths of gandalf in his performance is his ability to the range of of emotions right there's the times where like i said he's childlike or he uh when he turns and i guess i'm trying to think of the opportunities that we have had to see him go really dark. Maybe they haven't come yet. Maybe I'm thinking more down the road, but I do find him when he does turn intimidating. So we'll have to, we'll have to see if there's any point along the way uh, where you do feel intimidated by him when he turns it up. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I feel, I feel like he's maybe it's always the setting as well. He's not, it's always done when he when he turns it up and he starts like getting angry and stuff. It's always around. It's stuff's happened or the event as to you know. For example, when you see him beating up Georgie with the phone, you could go yeah. like, "Oh, bloody hell, that's okay. Well, this guy means business. That's a bit unnecessary." But I understand why you've had a tough day and things are happening. But even that was sort of done. It's it's comedic. He's he's tapping poor. You know, he starts smashing poor Georgie on the phone because he's useless on the phone. It's like I can see why. I can see why people are intimidated by him. But I'm just like, be interested just to see him doing something maybe out of that setting and where it's just it's just cold and it's just like he just i don't know beats someone up for looking at him wrongly so something like that where it's just completely unnecessary it's out of that sort of setting with his friends or his family and it's just like oh actually christ this guy's like this guy's a maniac actually or he can be he can switch when he wants to no fair enough fair enough so we've also got uh, several different side stories that are taking place in this episode. You've got the one with the uh, the issue that is brought to Tony that that the, the the Hasidic Jews need his help in sort of coercing the son-in-law to divorce his daughter. You've got that one. You've got Meadow trying to cram, you know, for her SATs, so she needs to find some drugs, which is that's the one I'm the least interested in. But then there's the you know. Funny dynamic, which I think is great, it, between Carmela and Artie's wife. Uh, what do you What do you think about that whole? You know, like Carmela's kind of a bag. You know, if you think about it, very, you know, uh, elitist, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, I don't really feel sorry for Carmela. I don't really feel like she's hard done by. I know Tony's Tony's having his numerous affairs, and he's you know, he's maybe not not the greatest husband in the world for new, for loads of different reasons. But I'm not I'm not sitting there going, "Oh, poor Carmela," you know. It must be so tough being married to Tony Soprano. Maybe we'll get that down the line. Maybe there will be times where we have that more emotional, you know, scenes with her where she's upset about something and something happens with her family or Tony, where she, we we get a bit more of that, where we can start maybe sympathising a little bit more with her, but. No, she's just there was that there was that scene which I, I thought was just so jarring, which of course made sense a bit later on. But when she's talking to is it Charmaine, the artist? Uh, yeah, Charmaine. Wife? When they're talking and they're talking about how she's going to have this do this charity do, and um, it just zooms in on her fingers, uh, just doing yeah, that. Like, it's just like what? What the hell's that? They come here. Yeah, and yeah. it was such a quick cut. I'm just like, what? Like, I thought like the cameraman like tripped over. It was oh, like Christ, but. Obviously, it made sense 15 minutes later when she did it again. So, um, yeah, she's just, 
I guess in some ways it's not really her fault, is it? It's just the lifestyle she's lived. She's lived this lifestyle for years. She's got she's got all the money. She's got all everything that she wants. So even though she says, "Oh, it's great to see you, Charmaine. It's lovely to catch up. You know, we're, we're such good friends. We need to do this more often." She, without doubt, and it's proven with her mannerisms and how she treats her, she looks at her as not not dirt, but she less than she, yeah. She's she's like you know several several levels below her, and whatever she's doing. Her getting involved with this this dinner and, and this do that she had, she's doing her a massive favour. It's not like oh you're a friend. I know you you, you and Artie you, like you're really great at cooking and hosting. You know, come join us. You know, it's a it's a team effort. Without telling her what the the setup is until she does the fingers at the at the do, it's oh. like yeah I, I'm doing you a massive favour because obviously you haven't got a lot of money. The restaurant burnt down. The insurance is having a bit of an issue. I'm doing you a massive solid. So you know you you all effectively do what I want. And what I tell you to do, you'll do. But, oh, great friends. You know, we should go out for some time for a drink and coffee and stuff. It's like, nah. Nah, it's man. Because, like, when she goes over there, she's so condescending when they're moving into the new house. She's like, I just love how cozy it is. And it's like, that's shade speak for, like, a small. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, ah, why, why do you got to be like that, Carmelo? And I, I actually, I remember a scenario like that. I had a buddy helped me move and he and I his wife did not care for me at all and as we were moving into uh really our, our condo that we had just bought she's like oh it's just so tiny and adorable it's just so cute and I was just like don't nice. you still live with your parents you know it's like fuck off but and then you get uh, you get another um you get another little scene there where Artie's like yeah yeah you know like the Restaurant burnt down. He's still kind of harping on it because the insurance payment. And you can see like a little, like a little tinge of guilt, maybe cross Tony's face. Yeah, well, you think, oh, you know, will, will he admit it? You know, it could, has Tony got it in him to say, oh, I need to tell you something about the restaurant? But no, no, of course not. No, he just says, well, you know, and they, they it leads on to they have that sort of, I was that food fight, which I was like, well, where's this going? Because. <laughs> At first, I, was, I thought Tony though. was going to lose his money, like start flipping the food, and just they were going to go to town. But I don't know if that was potentially going to happen. But because of who he is, and because it, it's Art and they're old friends, it's like, oh, okay. He had that sort of the mist almost descended over him, but he was like, oh no, 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 and just you know, controlled himself, and then just started lobbing food at each other, which was, yeah. I don't. Again, we we get the Carmela in the background, sort of smiling and going, oh, it's nice to see those two doing that. It's like, oh, okay. It's, yeah. it's a fun it enough was, scene, but it's like, why, why do we need Carmella there just smiling, going like, oh, look at those two. Oh, it's adorable. Yeah, I know. I didn't, I, I didn't understand that no. either, but I did think it was... Uh, do you think Tony almost... Like, Artie's harmless. Like, he, he, he's a harmless character, but in a way, I think maybe Tony has a certain amount of respect for him for the fact that he lets him get away with something like that. Like there's no way Polly's throwing spaghetti in his face and he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna suffer some serious consequences, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe it's also to do with the fact that Tony's. I wouldn't know. Does Tony feel guilt? Maybe a little bit, but with with Artie, with um, as they're old friends, and he's obviously got like a good relationship with him. He's, he's always had that, and, and it's separate from his work life. All his friends and people that he associates with um, are all they're all friends. But they're to do with yeah, work. at this point, Artie's the only one. Yeah, he's the only like, guy who's, the only who's one out of the picture, connected. who's literally just a friend who's not involved in his his business and in, in all his you know wrongdoings. He's just an old friend who's been there from, from since school, and he's able to have that. And I've, he probably needs it, doesn't he? He needs to separate that. 
he's like, well, there's no point messing this up because if I, if I, you know, fuck this up or if me and him get into a fight, then like, well, then what have I got? I just have to go and speak to the other guys who I speak to every day already. And also maybe, yeah. maybe there's a little bit of guilt with the whole restaurant stuff, even though he, the whole reason they start the fight is because oh, I've had enough, you're injured. Get over it, move on. So yeah. that I think that's his way of, of saying that I'm, that I'm sorry. I can't admit to you what's happened, but I've just got to react this way. And go, oh, you know, get over it. Move on, it's not a big deal. Where he kind of wanted to go like, oh, do you know what? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, but yeah, I've, I've fucked your life. I apologize, but yeah. I'm not going to yeah. admit that because that's weakness. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah, but it was good. It was like, it was a good little, I don't know if you would call it character building, but I, I, I enjoy the dynamic between those two. So moving on, uh, you've got that sit down that takes place with the, uh, the guy, uh, the, it's Hasidic, right? That, that's yeah. what they call him. Hasidic, uh, Jew. I always feel like I'm shouldn't be saying that, but that's yeah, yeah. I'm always I'm always shit myself. I mean, if I'm offending anyone, I apologize. It's just that's the character in the show, and they're very. I've seen some documentaries on Jews of that faith. It's very, very strict, very strict way that they conduct their business, and I, I, I thought it was interesting. You know, they sit down and you can see the son is not interested in this. He's he does not want to be a part of it, and do you think uh, do you think the the father that's trying to you know squeeze his son in law out because he's abusive to his wife or his daughter, which is the son in law's wife, obviously? Do you think he's full of shit? Like I think he's full of shit. Um, yeah, slightly. You find out when when I, they go and speak to the son about what's actually going on, and the guy's like, "Look, to be fair, this is I've built this business for this bloke." And yeah, me and his wife have now decided to uh, his his daughter have now decided to divorce. But what what does he want me to do? Well, just walk away. I've I've, I've basically yeah. given this guy a business and and you know a decent amount of revenue the last X amount of years. And just because me and his daughter are getting a divorce, he just wants me to walk away with no money. He's not the one who's been putting in the the fifteen hour days for fifteen years or whatever. So yeah, no, I, I think it's I don't think he's talking shit as such. It's just. He, he's not. He's just not. He's just not divulging what the the true you know what's actually really happening. Other than like, yeah, this is what's happening. You know, my son-in-law. You know, he's he's not d- giving me this, and he's useless, and like, I want him gone. He's he's divorcing my. You know, he's he's treated my daughter badly potentially, I, and I'm not having it. You know, as a, yeah, I don't as believe a, that. I don't, no, I don't buy that. No. I think it's all about the 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 best business deal that he can get for himself. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's what I. He, that's, he taps that's into the, way I see it. the whole like, oh, you know, Mr. Soprano, do you have a uh, do you have kids? Do you have a daughter? Oh yes, I have a daughter. Oh well, you'd understand. You'd understand my predicament. You know, you can't be, you can't be treating your daughter disrespectfully, and that's what he's done. And he's he's also doing. He's also at the same time trying to take my business away from me, and it's just, I'm not having it. But yeah, no, he's um, he's um, yeah, he's just he's just tapped into. He know he knows who Tony Soprano is, and he's just like, like this this guy can get it done, and um, whatever I've got to say, he get it done. But it's it's like it's dealing with the devil, isn't it? And that's why his son's like, you know. That's what's the a, second you go, you give the okay, and Tony goes, no, we'll sort this for you. Whatever happens, it's not going to go smoothly. Something bad's going to happen. Yeah. Or, or and which it doesn't. No. Yeah. Or, or you know, we're going to be in their debt, or we're going to. You, you don't want to be in Tony Soprano's debt. You don't want to be in his pocket. Basically, you just want to just like like Artie and his wife Charmaine like says, just just stay away from it. It's very easy just to go to Tony and go, Tony, like we've got a problem. Can you sort it out? Money or beat someone up or, or do whatever. 
can you deal with it? And it's like, yeah, yeah, deals with it very easily. And it's like, oh, brilliant, fantastic. But then then what? Then you potentially owe Tony Soprano or there's money involved or and it's just, no. How, however difficult the situation is, it's like, let's just, just don't involve Tony Soprano because it's, it's not going to end well, whatever happened. No, it's true. And it's it, it was funny how they they go to the uh they go to the son-in-law i think three different times and he's not going to back down he's just not going to back down at all and uh i did like one of my favorite one of my favorite parts of that is when they finally have to bring tony in and tony's up to the guys you're gonna make me kill you is, is that what you're gonna do and he spouts out that you know like story of the 900 Jews that held their own against something like 15,000 Romans and they chose death over enslavement and where are the Romans now? And Tony's like, you're fucking looking at them, right? Oh, yeah. I thought that was was pretty good. But he goes to his confidant. He goes to Hesh, like, how are we going to solve this problem? And Hesh has got a pretty pretty smart solution. Yeah. Yeah, I like like Hesh. I like, um, I I don't know if he's going to, sort of be I hope he's not more involved I just like how he pops in I like just every every sort of every other episode he just pops in so I like I like hopefully um he'll be um he'll be the guy who's just the go-to for a lot of stuff because that's just kind of what he is he's just the fixer isn't he it's kind of what he, he's doing he's just if if you get into if it's something that you don't want to go near or you're just not quite sure on how to deal with a certain group of people or whatever he's the guy who's got the solution like you know he's wise he's been around a long time he's been around the block several million times he's the guy who can just get stuff done without a sort of little hassle yeah. or just give that little pit that little nugget that little nugget of advice just going have you, have you tried this try that oh yeah okay good idea but no that was a good line yeah. actually with the romans that was good it was well delivered like that yeah and you could you could you could see that tony i mean i think we said it before like hesh has tony's trust yeah like, he, he trusts him so then you know his his advice to him is like hey man if he wants to die, I forget how he phrases it, but what's the one thing that no man would want to live without? So <laughs> you can hear Tony is like, ah, okay, I get it. obviously insinuating he's going to remove his, uh, his, his manhood, as it were. And I like, uh, I like how Tony's going back up the stairs. Polly, get the bolt cutters, right? <laughs> and then uh, that leads to the son-in-law obviously saying he'll take the deal, goes back to the father kind of goes behind Tony's back and what what does he what does he agree on he's like I'll walk away for 15%. I think it's something like that. So the yeah, father's like, "Oh, it's yeah. That's great, right?" Yeah. And like you said, that's Tony's like that's great. That's great that that worked out for you. We're still getting our 25%, yeah. right? And yeah. You see like, "Oh shit, my son was right. You're a monster." Yeah, well that's the thing is that he, yeah, the whole the whole Frankenstein thing comes in, doesn't it? And, they, and then he goes back to Melvin, talks about the Frankenstein comment and all this no humanity stuff. But to be fair, the the, the guy, I think the guy, as you said, the the um, the Hasidic Jew, the guy who came to Tony originally was it is he was just full of shit. He was just in, he was just in a dreamland, wasn't he? He was the thing that he could just go to Tony and go, here's a little bung of cash, like thank you very much. Let's just call it. It's like you know, like I don't think the guys are stupid. So it's like, well, what what did you? It's all well and good in some being they go and don't do this. Like this, this will end badly. But he's not even—he's not even conducting himself in the correct way for Tony. Tony to then go, oh, actually, no. Do you know what the uh, the terms have changed? This is what's happening. Tony's just like, well, this is what I said we were going to do. I haven't changed that. I don't care if it's changed yeah. on your end. We've done what we needed to do. Why do you think you can just come here and just give me a, a, a you know 
a bit of money and go, oh, we'll call it quits. We'll get an off full amount. So, yeah. yeah. We made our deal. Yeah. We made our deal and you're trying to change it. That's not how it works. But it's quite profound, isn't it, for Tony? Because he, he the guy then, you know, he gets thrown out and gets ruffled up and then starts calling him this monster and this whole Frankenstein thing comes up, which then affects Tony, who then has to go back to Melfi and discuss what's been said, how this has gone wrong, and then the whole... Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming the Frankenstein stuff is, is linked in with the hollow statement where i guess frankenstein and this monster he's not he's just yeah. a, he, he's he's born of something else and there's not there's not this these the human emotion is lacking and i guess you could put that towards tony like he's not i wouldn't say he's oh well you could say he's a monster i suppose you could say you could go that far if you wanted to but he's he's certainly lacking human emotion he's not he's not really other than when he's able to potentially talk to dr melfi and there's been times when he's got upset He's not in all these other dealings in life. There's not. There is that lack of empathy. There is that lack of sort of humanity. A little bit. I don't. I, I wouldn't say Tony's not, a monster. I don't. I don't. I'm not looking going like, oh, Tony. He's he's evil. I, w- I wouldn't go that far. Not yet, anyway. But I don't know. No. But it, it, also, I found it interesting. Uh, the session that he sits in right after we see the scene where he brings the stripper in for Jackie. Did you find it odd that he sort of he sort of bragged to her about it, right? Like, he's like, yeah, nah, she's a good girl. It's from the club, you know. I joined in afterwards, insinuating that, you know, he joined in and had some drinks and stuff. Did you think that was an interesting decision for him to open up about that? Well, you know, it's, like, it's sort uh, of, yeah, it's sort of childlike like again. He's bragging it? almost. Yeah, it's, it's that whole sort of childish mentality. It's sort of like a young, you know, a young like guy in his 20s who's out partying or whatever. And then he goes, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter who he's bragging to, but he goes and he goes, oh, God, guess what happened last night? Well, oh, this was fantastic. And he doesn't, he doesn't go in and sort of think, oh, and disassociate that with who he's speaking to. He just goes in and he doesn't really have any there's there's no sort of filter, is there? He just goes in and just and just says stuff. What's what's happened? He doesn't think. Oh, to be fair, like is she going to be interested in hearing about my you know escapades last night? Probably not. She, he just goes, ha oh, ha. I wonder what she think of this. He doesn't really, yeah. even though he does talk to Doctor Melfi differently, and he opens up a bit more about stuff. There's also, I feel like he's he's always looking to impress, isn't he? And I think maybe because she's not at this point shown that much interest in him you know you know sexually or physically other than she's just wanted you know they're just talking i've i I don't know if he's thinking that oh i'll I'll let her know that i'm doing this and um you know maybe she think i'm like i can have fun and i'm this cool yeah i'm just i'm not this guy who's like going off and always coming in with his woes and all his troubles i'm also having a bit of fun and maybe she'll like that maybe we can open up and talk about something else it's yeah it was just it was um it was odd but Again, not really surprising because he, he does flip between that whole childish mentality and this whole like yeah. looking for advice and looking for someone to looking for someone just to give him like a pat on the back, isn't he? And just go, oh, no, oh, that sounds really good, Tony. Well done. That sounds fun. It's nice to see, nice to see that you can have fun as well on top of everything else going yeah. on. It's a bit it's juvenile. It's yeah, it's, it's juvenile in a way. Do you uh, do, do you have much to say on the whole? You know, Hunter and Meadow on the prowl for speed. Uh, well, no, I, I don't know. Is that, I don't know, like back in the UK, I can't speak, I, I'm not sure, but is that more, I don't know if that's more prevalent in 
the US and I don't know Canada, but high school kids are taking sort of drugs and finding ways to stay up all night and and to, you know they've got lots of lectures and everything to get through and especially when it comes to sort of exam season. I don't know if that's more that's of, a, of a thing in the US. Maybe that's, it's here as well. I'm just, you, I'm just not like... part. I don't know. I, I just wasn't ever. I was, I was the good boy, Dan. You see, I studied hard. <laughs> no drug taking. You know, straight straight edge. You know, none of that stuff for me. No, and um, uh, like we see a lot of it in media, like you know, high school, their senior year, SATs, and 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 getting a certain score to get into the right college is seems to be a big thing down in the states not as much here i mean obviously if you have you know good grades you got a better chance of getting into a better university but we up here in canada we don't have a lot of universities with the same cachet of a harvard or berkeley or things along those lines right i mean um so yeah i i I remember the smart kids, you know, believe it or not, I was not one of them. Um, they, they, they just did their work, right? I don't remember them overly stressing out because they were smart. So I, I, I don't have any personal experience with that sort of take on the pressures of getting good grades to get into a good college. No, it's whenever I, whenever I've been to America a few times and I've been to Canada as well, but it's the, um, the whole college stuff is in america it seems that from from date you know from whenever you're, you're born there, there's there's the college pot isn't there there's money getting put into the pot because that's that's what we're you know we're looking to do that's what's going to be happening you're going to go to college you're going to get good grades you're going to you know we're going to be pushing you to college over here yeah people people go to university it's it's pretty common but i don't i don't think there's a huge push it just if it happens it happens great naturally if it doesn't it doesn't and there's not there's not this like you know from day dot here's the college pot this is where we're going you're going to be you're going to be thrown into as many different things as possible um when i, I was speaking when i was in america and i was speaking to some some of the like some students and stuff just about what you know the course and stuff they did they did say which i found interesting how they they were doing so much stuff so much extra stuff on top of their course so if that was like sports which is fine but they were taking extra sort of your courses and seminars and lectures because it looks good. Yeah, to try it looks and get good on your yeah. Resume. And I was like, well, what's okay? Like, do you need to do that? Like, what what, what are you gaining from that? Like, oh well, because this is these are the colleges I want to go to, and they require X amount of points. And if if I can show that I've done all these extra extra courses and extra stuff that I've I've now can put into my course, that's going to look good on my on my cover letter, and that's going to look good when I speak to going for interviews. So I don't know if that's just a more of a thing in the US where some students are just looking to get that extra that extra edge by just doing more and more and more. And obviously, like with everything, there's only so much you could do, isn't there? Before there's only so much all night. Only, there's, you know, there's only so many all nighters you can pull before you have to start bringing yeah. in other stuff to keep you going. It's like, it's not, it's not doable. Is it long-term? Yeah. And, and the whole thing with that part of the, the story, it was like, I think the main takeaway was she turns to Christopher and, and Christopher gives her the drugs. We never see, like, we never see her on the drugs. Right. I mean, she gets it. She's like, thank you. And I think the next scene we see her in is when she's singing in the choir uh, so I, you don't see any ill effects of her like overdosing or anything along those lines. So no, it's subtly but done, again. isn't it? That that last five minutes, that, that, I think that last sort of five minutes where the mute, the choir's kicking in, 
and then we're getting the executions. I think that's that's like that's in terms of like mm-hmm. you know TV, that's top notch, like, re- like unbelievably yeah, no. well well put together. Um, no, the, the only hint you get, don't you, is when it zooms in before they start her and I've forgotten her friend's name. They start Meadow and her friend start Hunter. Hunter. They start doing their solos, and they're, they're looking a bit. I think the eyes are maybe you know going a little bit and they're sweating a little bit so it's like oh okay and they have they have that sort of subtle look at each other going oh how are you feeling yeah, i'm they, feeling okay yeah, i'm feeling pretty good yeah, they, they they sounded good though yeah right that's kind so. of yeah was that more yeah so it's endorsement just, for speed everybody it's doing its job <laughs> yeah exactly. so i think i think if i took speed during one during our recordings if i was with fiona bloody hell christ i don't I definitely <laughs> yeah, have to right. switch off after 10 minutes um i think no, the, but it's good i think the only thing I think the other things that we, uh, I think, are worth pointing out uh, in this in this episode is uh, after you know the awkward exchange that Charmaine has with Carmela at the party, sort of being treated like a second class citizen. You see her the next day, uh, sort of wrapping up and gathering supplies from uh, Carmela's house, and just out of nowhere, she just drops the bomb on her. It's like, hey, by the way. Like I hooked up with Tony that summer when you were on vacation when they were I'm assuming they were like in high school still. And it's it's kinda like a just like a fuck you, right? Oh, like it's I, an ultimate fuck you, isn't it? It's like what what do yeah, you do with that? Where do you go from that? Yeah, and it's it's so Because Carmela's Yeah. Cause sorry, Carmela's like, Oh, this is so great and you know, we so, so get you back on your feet and as she's doing it, you can just see it, it's starting to wind charmaine up and she's just like i don't i I don't want to have a relationship with you anymore and it's like that's the first thing that popped into her mind is i'm just gonna do that here i'm just gonna leave this here and that will probably take care of any awkward socializing moving forward and i thought that was kind of a ballsy ballsy move on her part yeah no as you said ballsy that that's the way of putting it isn't it she's she's one of the only few characters we've we've met up to this point there that she's not she's just not she's not dealing with the bullshit. We know that she's told Artie to stay clear of Tony Soprano and you know we, we get a hint of what, what she's about when she's like, no, we're not, we're not accepting those tickets. No way. That's that's leading to, you know, that's that's going to lead to madness. And um, yeah, it's just nice. It's just nice to see someone just take Carmela down a peg because as we've said, yeah. we're just like, she's just not, she's just not great. And then the whole and thing she, and, is and in the whole. Like for her. Yeah, it's just it's just nice to see someone, and it's like it's the ultimate shafting. It's just it's so, it's it's just going like I, if I wanted to, I could have had your life with Tony if 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 I mm-hmm. wanted to, but I didn't. I wanted to a, yeah. a, a, a clean yeah, life, right. a life away from all this shit, all this this it's grander that you feel like you live in. I could have had it yeah. just just to make you aware of that. I don't I don't want any I don't want our friendship anymore. Just just so you know. Yeah. I made the choice not it's, to be Imagine here. that though. If, if you've got that, if someone came into your, your house and in your, your, you know, you had this marriage. And yeah, the marriage may be rocky for whatever reason, but you, you live this great life and someone just goes to you, do you know, I could be you. I could be doing what you're doing if I wanted to, but I chose not to. So this great life you think you've got, it's actually quite hollow because it's, it doesn't mean anything. And I could have done it, but I didn't want it because I didn't really like Tony. Wanted to live a, a yeah. pretty, a pretty, you know, a quiet life, a, a, an honest life. So, see you later. I'm assuming yeah, from that this that we, you're not going to call me after this. So, great. Yeah, have yeah, a good time. Yeah. yeah, and you can see, uh, you know, that's obviously in her head when Tony comes and sits down beside her at the recital. And I guess the only other, the only other things that uh, we need to point out was, 
you know, there's some there's some payback for Christopher and Brendan for, you know, the shit that went sideways in episode two. And it's it's funny because Christopher thinks he's getting roughed up. It's a couple of Russians, I believe. And he thinks he's getting roughed up uh, because of what is going on with Meadow. She th- he thinks that she ratted on him or, you know, he, he has been outed for supplying Tony Soprano's daughter with drugs, which isn't the case. But uh, that's pretty, that's, it's pretty rough, eh? Someone pulling a gun on you and pulling the trigger and, you know, that's it? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, that would probably that would probably leave a lasting impression, I would imagine. It's interesting that he automatically thinks it's to do with Tony and the drugs and Meadow. I understand why, because in in his mind, that's that's the sort of thing that you know the only thing he's done recently, which maybe could have caused some issue for him. But it's interesting, based on that, that he thinks Tony would just get rid of him that easy without even you know without even speaking to him, going like you know. You've, you've sold these drugs to my daughter. What the hell have you done? So because, he, you know, they and have... If they, you thought that, why the fuck would you take the risk? Yeah. They seem to have that relationship where Tony's... He lets him get away with pretty much anything up to this point. Maybe the fact that he was selling drugs to his daughter, that's crossing the line. But you would feel like... It's interesting. I just thought it was interesting how he just automatically thought, oh, yeah, Tony's had enough of me. Yeah, I, I sold the drugs to Meadow. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, please don't kill me. But at the same time, up, up until this point, he, he's just been pretty disrespectful to Tony. He's just gone off and done what he wants, but then thinks that Tony would just, on a, on a dime, just... If he, if he thought that, and Tony would just do that, you know, would happily just get rid of him because he disrespected him and disrespected his family. Maybe like, I don't know, going forward, I, I'm guessing after this event, the behaviour may change a little bit and he may be under, you know, under Tony's rule a bit more. And he may be a, bit, like, yeah. a little less unruly and just go, Tony, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Sorry. Sorry for doing yeah. that. Sorry for doing this. Whatever you need, I'm here. We'll have to see. Well, you'll have to see how that I'll plays have to out. See. And then, uh, are, are you looking forward to seeing how that plays out? I am. Are you interested? I'm, in I'm, I'm very it? looking forward. After this episode, I cannot <laughs> wait to see how the uh, the characters develop from there. Can't wait. And then finally, uh, this is it. This is uh, this is the last we'll be seeing of Brendan as uh, he's lighting up a dart in the tub and he gets offed. That's it for him. Yeah. I don't know, is he going to be missed? No, he's, you know, he was fun. He was fun enough in this episode when they have that brief chat when Hunter and Meadow come in and try and get the drugs, and he's just doing his again, doing some exercise, doing his pull ups, doing his little flip flips and everything. So, um, you know, yeah, it's fun enough. He was having his little sort of, you know, eye contact with. How, how, how old are these? How old is Meadow and Hunter? Are they sixteen? No, no, they're going to. Oh, so no, hang on, no, yeah, they're yeah, they'll be seventeen, won't they? Seventeen pushing eighteen because they go they're on their way that's to the college. Way aren't they? Sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So. Um, and then, like Christopher, I figure he's like, it may, I don't know if it's been mentioned. I have to look into it, but I think he's like twenty twenty one somewhere. Right. Okay. In there. Yeah, that makes that, sense. That, yeah. That, that's what I think, right? Yeah. But, but um, we'll, we'll we'll have to get confirmation on that. Yes. But no, um, Brendan. Yeah. No. F- no. Fun enough. A little bit annoying, but um, probably won't be that sad to see him go. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, he's, he's, he was, he, he was cannon fodder. You, you knew that it wasn't going to be, he wasn't going to be long for this world. No, no, yeah, I, I didn't think he was going to get out of season one, but literally the next episode, he's, he's gone. So fair enough. Yeah. That was a, that's a pretty packed episode, you know? When we actually sit on, down yeah. and start, and start breaking it down. It was, uh, but I don't feel, I don't feel it was uh, overstuffed. Do you? No, I don't think so. No, no. As I said, the the last five minutes, how they how that played out, I think was just perfect. I think that just 
that just summed it up nicely with the um with the 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 choir and it had all the elements of the the episode sort of sort of you know went into one didn't they and it just rounded it off nicely so no i think it was um yeah well it's just it's just it's so well written isn't it that it's not even though it, it was pretty stuffed there was a lot going on in that episode to get that done in like 50 i don't know how long how long was it so like well not, i think not, it was 40 yeah, it was, 45, no, it, I think it was the shortest minutes? episode, wasn't it, actually, thinking about yeah. it? Yeah. So to get that done in like yeah. under 50 minutes is just, yeah, masterful. So good. Efficient. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that this would be uh, this would be a made episode. I think the only thing that's getting whacked in this one would be poor Brendan. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, top, yeah, best episode so far, I think, for me. Good, really good stuff. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, I don't think there's, uh, I don't think there's much else we can we can touch on as far as Season one, episode three, denial, anger, and acceptance. So we'll be moving on to episode four next. Wouldn't make any sense to go to episode five. I think it's best we go episode four. No, I think yeah, I think for me that's that's stick in order. I'll, I'll start getting very befuddled if we. That's, should we go in sequential order? We won't Star Wars this one up. No, we won't be bouncing around. No. So uh, yeah, uh, again. We still don't have a Twitter handle uh, officially. Uh, we will by the time we drop these. Oh yeah, so, of course. Uh, you can find it in the show notes. Uh, you can you can follow me at Dan Mackoltz on Twitter and Ben. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm just not going to bother that week. This week, it's fine. Whatever. I'm, I'm just. Uh, you don't. No, it's fine. I'll are just, you sure? Yeah, I'll just I'll get it out at some point. But you know. Oh, I I feel. No, man. Like, I don't want you to feel well, like I'm setting you up for something here. Like, if you want to get it out, you can you can get it out. No, 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 it's fine. No, no, I'm not that fussed this week. Good episode. I enjoyed that. It's fine. You know, if I can try and get it out before the season's over, then whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. we still got... God, what do we got? About seven? Oh, who am I kidding? <laughs> I almost had you there. Right, so everyone... Okay, this is it. This is going to be it. So, Ben, it's me. You can find me over at Phil. This has been really long, man. This is, even though it was a short episode, like the actual show, I think uh-huh. we do, I think we're well over an hour. So, I think right. it's um I think it's time to to wrap it up. I can hear the music kicking in. So, yeah. please everybody follow follow the show on Twitter and uh, you can you can find all the good stuff about who you're listening to in the show notes uh, but until then uh you know guys let's just uh, try to keep our noses clean and and uh study for them sats bye cheers everyone <laughs>